Hello, you're listening to the Voice Over Hour podcast, season two, with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor, and I'm your host. I've been a voice actor for over 20 years, working in all areas of voiceovers, including video games, commercials, promos, and narration. I'm editor of The Buzz magazine, founder and director of The VoiceOver Network, and I'm also a multi-award winning entrepreneur. The VoiceOver Network is the number one place for voiceover professionals to get the best training, help, support, opportunities, and access to an amazing supportive community. We are all about helping, supporting, and strengthening the voiceover industry. The VoiceOver Hour podcast? Well, it takes you behind the scenes in the voiceover industry, sharing stories, insights, and so much more. They'll be dropping every Tuesday. They'll be up to an hour long, some more, some less. I'll be talking to some fantastic experts in our industry, including voice actors, agents, producers, and casting directors. They'll be sharing their stories, as well as information and advice to help you with your voiceover journey. I started the VoiceOver Network seven years ago because I wanted to create a safe place for voiceover professionals to come together, to help and support each other, to get the right information and to strengthen this incredible industry we work in. The VoiceOver Network is a global community of voiceover professionals and I'm so proud of what we've created. I want to empower you on your journey. Hello, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the VoiceOver Hour podcast. Uh, I've got a very, very special guest for you today. I'm so excited about this podcast interview. Uh, She is an incredible, incredible casting director. We are talking to the amazing Andrea Toyas. Andrea is one of the world's most successful video game casting directors and and voice directors. Um, She specifically works in the realms of video games with massive top hit games credited to her, including Overwatch, World of Warcraft, and Diablo. Um, Andrea is also a highly sought after teacher with her prestigious Monsters and Creatures workshops. Um, And she's also a strong advocate for bringing characters to life uh, when directing voiceover talent. She's also been a speaker at our video game conference, Get Your Game On. And we love you. So welcome, Andrea. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Hello, Rachel. I'm so happy to be here. And that might be the very best intro I've ever had. Now I feel anxious that I have to live up to that. Um, but I will just say thank you. I could talk you out of all of that, but thank you very much. I'm thrilled and delighted to spend time with you as always. Yeah. Oh no, it's absolutely wonderful. Wanting to get you on our podcast for a while, and Yay. I know you've you've been at get your game on. You've mm-hmm. been, you know, you've talked for us. You've been a speaker. So it's yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful to be talking to you. Oh, um, yeah. I'm so happy. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, and you're out in Los Angeles, beautiful Los Angeles. Uh, it's fine. It's perfectly adequate. You know, I mean, I'm so jealous of your your cloudy weather and rain and seasons. But over here, it's always hot and sunny. So, um, yeah. sure, it's perfectly fine here. There's worse places I could be, but yes, I'm in oh. Los Angeles. Well, today it was absolutely freezing and raining. Oh, I'm so, I'm oh stop flirting! Rain. I love it. Oh my god, I love it. As a professional goth who's got a closet full of fur coats and jackets and scarves and gloves, um, that sounds like a dream. So, oh, I'm very jealous. I mean, brilliant, brilliant. Oh, awesome. Right, so. 
Tell us, you have had an incredible career working as a casting director and voice director in video games. Um, I know people will be interested, sort of how you, how did you get started? You know, I wish I had some really amazing story to tell you that I was born wanting to be a voice director. I was born wanting to get into video games. Um, but that's not quite my case. I feel very lucky and grateful every single day to be here. Um, yeah. Um, it was a kind of roundabout kind of way. I am, I'm an audiophile through and through, and I'll try to condense this, although I've been warned that I can't tell uh, a short story. And forgive the sounds, there's neighbors. I'm at home. We're all work from home. It's COVID, you know. It is, yeah. Um, but basically, I uh, like many of us, I, I teach a lot, and I always love talking to students who say, you know, they were accountants, even doctors, lawyers, mm -hmm. teachers, what have you, and they just knew they were going in the wrong direction. Yeah. And I'm very much part of that ilk. I was working at an ad agency, and part of my soul, not part of, my entire soul yeah. was dying inside. And I applied for a job at a production as a production assistant um, at a small video game company called Havas Interactive. And they actually had just recently purchased Blizzard pre-World of Warcraft for, I think, $5 million dollars. And they were told it was a bad investment, which is insane. Oh, wow. And I got hired as a production assistant. And through a, a weird twist of fate, um, they were once World of Warcraft came out, they were a very sought-after company. And Vivendi Games then purchased them. Um, and I'm, I'm condensing a whole bunch of stuff here. But essentially, a big uh, game company purchased Havas and built out a recording studio uh, in Los Angeles. And they needed a recording engineer. And rather than what I always joke, you know, going out and hiring an adult, they sent the girl, aka me, to recording engineer school. So I became a recording engineer, and I, I still can't believe that happened to me. And um, once, you know, studying the fine art of recording and starting to uh, record actors, it was in that process of being around the actor-director connection that I truly, truly fell in love with the beauty and majesty of the creative collaboration that goes on between actor and director. So while, while being a recording engineer, I got to work with many great actors, many great directors, and I absolutely fell in love with that entire process. And from there, um, uh, World of Warcraft came out. Everything, the company got very successful. And then at a certain point, uh, Activision got involved and purchased Vivendi Games. And they then shut down the Vivendi part of it because basically they just wanted Blizzard and it became Activision Blizzard. And at the point when they were shutting down Vivendi Games, I got a call um, from Blizzard asking if there's somebody, they heard there's somebody there that knows about actors. And they, through a crazy journey, they basically brought me to Blizzard one day, very unexpectedly, brought me in, closed the door, put a folder in front of me and said, hey, we'd like you to start the voiceover department at Blizzard Entertainment. So here I am. I could never have predicted this journey, uh, but every single day of my work, I am so grateful that a company like Blizzard believed in me and gave me the space and support to create uh, a team that I now have so that we can really dive in and record the kind of voiceover that makes me happy mm -hmm. and one that is really focuses on the actors and performance and to really take the time to tell great stories. So it, there's a lot more besides that, but essentially I won the lottery and here I am now I'm getting to talk to you. So um, I hope that makes sense. That's, that's kind of a crazy story, but here I am. It's amazing. And I, you know, it is, it is incredible when you think, you know, the evolution of games and, mm. and it is such a young industry mm -hmm. really um a young kind of 
form of entertainment, but it's just exploded. And, you know, watching the, the, the changes from the way that the acting used to be mm-hmm. <laughs> in video games, which was very, you know, you know, years ago, it was very wooden and very kind of simple. Mm. And now the the kind of acting that, that goes on, it's so, yeah, it's so beautiful. It's amazing. You know, when I started as an engineer, it was very much run the page. Okay, maybe we talk a little bit, if at all. Okay, here's your you're a here's your creature, or here's a here's a character you're playing. Just run the page, mm-hmm. and there wasn't a lot of talk, which is because, again, to your point, the industry was different then. So we we certainly tried to do the best performances we could, but it just wasn't not valued. It just wasn't as important as it is now. And now. Yeah. The art of storytelling has really come to the forefront of video games. You know, I've studied theater directing for about 10 years um, with my mentor, Judith Weston. And, yeah. you know, I really, well, many great directors, we'd really try to treat it as if it is theater, as if, it is, as if we are on stage and to really take the time, even before the session starts, to talk about the characters, script mm-hmm. analysis, character analysis. And it very much is performance driven. I mean, I've said to many people many times, I don't want it. I I resent that it's called voice acting. It's acting at its purest and most finest form. So gone are the days of come into the studio, here's your lines, let's go. Now it's about who is this character? What's their biggest fear? What's what's their biggest dream? How do we relate to them? How does the actor relate to them? What's the... What's the emotion we're trying to convey? What's the story? So, you know, Judith always taught us, always look for your character's B side, not just the A side. You know, a performance is like a, a character is like an iceberg. So back in the day, we'd only focus on the tip of the iceberg. But I think video games now are all about what's underneath the tip of the iceberg. And that's where the magic happens. And that's where we create performances that regardless if it's an orc, troll, demon, or space hero, as long as the human heart is in the performance, um, that's all that matters. And video games in general, I think, are really chasing the human heart versus just a scary voice. So there, it really is about the character and the heart and the truth more than anything else. So that's been the, the biggest difference, I think, in my time in the video game industry. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you're totally right. And I mean, we had the we had the pleasure of working together. Um, yeah, that was a couple of years ago, which I loved. And oh I, my you goodness. know, and 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 it, you know, I was really amazed. At, yeah, the time that that you were able to take mm. with kind of working on the characters, because I've you know been in other sessions where it's like quick, bam, 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 yep. bam. But I think that that's that that's the difference with the the higher end AAA video games mm-hmm. is that there is more time and there's more depth that time for the director to work yes. with the actor to make sure that you get the right performance and that you're yes. that it feels truthful and and real yes i always tell people even if you get cast as let's say background villager o2 i mean i know it's cliche to say but there's no such thing as a small role and i really mean that because i've been in so many games where background villager o2 will become the biggest standout of the game because there's so much heart you know i'll see the message yeah. boards background villager o2 I was sobbing while playing the game because the way he talked about losing his daughter or the way he talked about his hope for the future or what have you really is, it's all about the heart for me really to kind of distill it down. It's all about the heart. So even a two line character being attacked by demons in Diablo or what have you can really break the hearts of our players. So for me, no matter what it is, we've always got to seek that truth no matter what. And, And I feel very grateful to Blizzard because they've always given me the time and space to create the kind of performances that I want to experience when I play games. So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really true. Absolutely. And it's, it's interesting because I, you know, I've heard you talk about um, people using their, their own Mm. 
pain and their own joy, you know, experiences and, and memories um, and things that have happened in their lives. And I know that you work very much in that way mm -hmm. as, a, as a director. And, um, and it, you know, it's, it is interesting that, that people think that you put on a voice that you just need to, you know, and I think that's where the distinction between actors who, you know, who really get it in voice acting in video games and those who are trying to get it is the difference is when you're sort of trying to make it sound believable and when you are in the moment. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why I don't like it being called voice acting because they think, oh, I'll just do the perfect voice for this yeah. role. I'm at the point now where I almost don't care about the voice. I mean, certainly it's part of the math that I have to do. But it's about the performance, and as I always say, you know, I've got this, I've got this silly phrase that I'm, I'm, I've been slinging around town for quite some time, and, and that, that is, we're chasing the chills, we're chasing that performance, that, that when an actor delivers a certain line, and you as a player or a listener, you hear it, and you know, tears well up in your eyes, or there's chills all over your arm because something has spoken to you. So for me, the true clay of, an, of a voice actor is not the voice. Actually, the true clay for a voice actor is their life story. I mean, there's also that phrase in the industry, acting is reacting, right? Acting is not the actor just acting. The actor is borrowing emotions from their own life. So mm. any performances that fans or actors or anybody likes from Blizzard that really resonates with them, it's because that actor you know, has brought their pain, suffering, wins, losses, victories, what have you, to the forefront. You know, I feel like people who are not actors, you know, normal people, quote unquote, <laughs> they keep their all their pain and their baggage wrapped in a chain, in a box, in a closet, right? You know, maybe through therapy they open it, but in general life they don't open it. But the truest magic to me are actors who know how to take that box out of the closet, take the chain off, open it, and bring it to me and say, here's my life story. Here's all yeah. that I've been through. Here's my wins and my losses. What do you want me to do with it? So they take that. I mean, the truest, the truest clay for any actor is their life story and their baggage. And, you know, then on top of that, with a voice acting element, you know, it's got to be an angry orc with a growl or a crazy Russian accent or this or that. So the idea that these people can open, let's say, the lowest moment, lowest moment of their life and then throw an accent onto it and then use that moment as if they're being attacked by demons. I mean, that's otherworldly. That That's amazing to, to, to take. Yeah. I don't know if I could take my heartbreak and do that, but they do. So exactly yeah. to your point, it's not about the voice. I don't care. Can you open your heart and, you know, your soul essentially and, yeah. and give it to me and sculpt it and put it into our game? And every single day of my life, I'm in awe of an actor's ability to do that because it's not easy. And they do it every single day as the lead character and does background villager O2. So truly the, the clay of voice acting is the soul itself. So that's my philosophy. Nice. I love that. I absolutely love that. Yeah, no, that's oh beautiful. And so <clears throat> so um talk us through the I know people be interested in the casting process. Like right. so from your point of view, like will you just like tell us a little bit about how the casting process works? Sure. So for our lead characters, uh, we look in several markets. We cast, I send an open casting call out to the agents in these markets. Yeah. And that's usually LA, uh, New York, London. And then if, there, if it's a specific regional character, then in, in that particular region. So um, I get probably about upwards of 500 auditions, you know, globally for each of the, yeah. each of the roles we have. Wow. Uh, but then, you know, say for World of Warcraft, I get a spreadsheet from the team with about 800 characters. 
it, it, the number varies, but it can be crazy. And that I have to populate with all the great actors I work with. But I will say, you know, let's focus on the audition, audition part of it, because I know actors want to book gigs. Yeah. And anybody who's heard me talk or teach knows that I always complain about this. When I get the 500 auditions in, the number one thing that's missing in these auditions is acting. And it's crazy because I really feel like auditions need to be your one-man play. And you really need to connect your heartstrings, as I was saying earlier, to the character you're doing. Because if you just do an audition where you're just reading, I mean, and I know actors have a lot of sides to get through, I know that. But you really need to find a way to connect your heart to it. Because the auditions, the people that get the role are not the ones with the best voice. I mean, that's certainly part of it. The people who get the lead roles in our games are the ones that really find a way to connect their heartstrings to our character. And I always threaten, and maybe someday, Rachel, you and I can do this, I always threaten to have a class like called Casting Director for a Day where you hear what I hear. And you'll hear people who are just reading, 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 and then suddenly that one person, you hear it, it's night and day. You hear their heart come through in their auditions. So... I always tell people, make sure you spend time with your auditions. If you are just recording it, sending it off within 10, 15 minutes, you're doing it wrong. So for me, the auditioning process is looking for people who can really, again, I'm going to be a broken record, bring their heart and soul to the read. And it's shocking to me that when I get upwards of you know 500 auditions or what have you, that people forget to do that. And it's really, again, the acting and the heart that I'm looking for above all else. So um, I hope that answers your question. That's basically my process. Yeah, nice. And it's it's really interesting because because I got involved in in helping with some casting recently, and it mm. was really interesting. And I totally, I you know, I have so much respect for casting directors, and it, and it, I think it's a really valuable lesson as well for mm. for voice for well, for actors to see the other side. But I exactly like you said, you know, I, I was listening to these auditions, and I was like, it's the same thing because yes. people were they were they were riding the yes. the, the wave of how you would say that mm -hmm. line, you know, the kind of classic way of saying that. And and then there would be one that just comes in and they they were they were in the moment and yes. you can hear it. You yes. can hear it when when somebody's reading and when someone's in the moment. You get a sense of character, you know, like for example, I'll I, I often often have to cast for, let's say, you know, male forties gruff soldier. Okay. Well anybody can do that. That yeah. you, if you just if you just go on the vocal print of that, I mean it's even hard as a casting director because you you need to really I need to know the heart of this character, right? Otherwise I'll be like, Well, these are all fine. They all sound like gruff soldiers, but that's not what's gonna make the game great. What's gonna make the game great, as you just said, is when one actor really understands this under the skin, again, under the iceberg of this character. You know, I feel like mm. every time a casting dot goes out, it's like a nut that the actors have to crack or right. it's a character that they, that they have to drop anchor into because if you're just reading Male Gruff Soldier, just reading in a kind of cliche surface way, I'm not going to feel it. But to your point, when actors put time in it and find a way to connect and understand the character, then as you just went through, when that one read comes through, you get chills and you go... <gasps> oh my God, that actor gets my character, you know, because yeah. again, we're not, I and we as an industry are not looking for the voice. We're looking for the moment, the connection. And you sometimes with auditions, you really hear, I feel like a good audition comes off the page and suddenly I go, oh my God, that's my character. I hear the heart of my character, the voice, whatever. I hear, I, I, I get a sense of my character and that's where the magic is to your point. Otherwise it's just reading, reading, reading. And yeah, they all sound great. But who sounds amazing, you know, mm. who gets it? So I'm always chasing that. Absolutely. And and it's, again, going back to your bringing your heart and soul, you know, opening up your heart, I think it is that thing about being vulnerable as an actor. Yes, yes, um, and yes. 
as a human being and and you know it's it, in the booth when you have you know when you really are connecting mm. you are very vulnerable mm -hmm. and so and i think that from your point of view as a as a casting director and as a director you know is is creating that safe place for voice actors absolutely actors to be vulnerable to be open to to create the magic Absolutely. And I, I teach, you know, as you said, I do a fair amount of teaching yeah. and I meet a lot of students who are new and I'm so proud of them for starting their voice acting journey. But again, they think it's about the voice and they'll say, oh, I've yeah. taken this workshop, that workshop, this workshop. That's wonderful. I'm so proud of them. But I feel like to really ex excel in this medium, you have to study acting proper. And I don't mean yeah. a four-year degree or this or that. Why? Because you have to understand what it is to be vulnerable. When I took my yes. theater directing class, the, there was lots of very difficult classes that were really challenging for me. The last one I took was a 12-week acting class. And that was the best lesson I had because when I was on stage having to act, I felt all my walls go up, so vulnerable, so judging myself, judging the script, judging the character, and I could not be vulnerable. After the first class, I left and sat in my car in tears because I thought, I can't, no, 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 I can't do this. So to your point, I think anybody who's not at least dabbled in proper acting classes, you really need to do that because above all else, you have to work on taking your walls down and, and essentially being completely, utterly exposed and naked. And that's really hard yeah. because as people, as humans on this planet, the way we survive is by having walls up, right? Mm -hmm. And as an actor, you can't even have one wall up. So the vulnerability, even, even if you're an orc or a troll or a demon, you cannot be vulnerable. We have to hear you crack, you know? Yeah. I, um, I was going to talk, there's a a moment that was really important to me between two orcs, but perhaps I shouldn't do that because it's already in the magazine in the article I wrote in your lovely magazine. Oh, yes, yes, it, in, yes. in the Buzz magazine. Yes, yes, yes. but it talks about, how, yeah, well, I'll just say briefly, there was a scene with two orcs fighting that on paper could have just been two orcs fighting, but the actor that plays, um, uh, one orc has to kill the other orc. I'll leave it there. And the actor that plays the orc that had to get killed is a big, huge, barbarian, kind of aggressive orc. But because my actor was so vulnerable in session, he, he gave me such vulnerability with just one line, with just one line, that it changed the trajectory of the entire cinematic. And again, the fans went wild because he was a big bad guy in our game. But because my actor let some vulnerability shine through, even into a big, dangerous orc, people were sobbing worldwide because they felt that vulnerability, even as an orc. So to your point, I think if you were to drill down the entire voice acting sphere or the performance, drill down all the way, all the way, all the way, at the core of any performance, vulnerability. Because humans know when another human is being real, even if it's just a video game, even if it's an orc, we as humans are wired to care and love for each other. And when we hear somebody's you know, guard down, we immediately connect to that character. So I think I'm glad you brought up vulnerability because I think at its essence, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it reminds me of that amazing, amazing workshop um, that that you taught for the voiceover network at Get Your Game On a couple of years ago uh, in London. Mm -hmm. And we had this we had this group and we sat around oh. and we started the class <laughs> and it, I know, I know. Oh, it makes me feel like crying now. Just I know, kind I of know. Out. It was so magical. And we all just went around the room and everybody talked and shared. And 
it was magic and I'll never forget it mm-hmm. the the you know when people started opening up and mm-hmm. it was funny because some people opened up and then and then people someone else kind of kept holding and then and then someone else and then and then it just it, it just opened and opened and opened and opened and people really shared and and there was mm-hmm. that there were those beautiful moments when people were being real and telling real mm-hmm. stories about their lives and you could feel the 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 change in the room when suddenly everyone went oh no they're not going to say oh they oh wow yes. and and the tears come oh. and oh it's just beautiful and yeah, yeah. I just I'll never forget it. that yeah I mean for those of you who just to give you some more details I was teaching a three hour I think it was a three hour workshop in London and I think by the three hour mark the workshop hadn't even started because we all opened up right we all. Yeah got naked. I think one person got emotionally naked. The other one did. And I'll yeah. never forget that day for the rest of my life because yeah. it really, you know, you talked earlier about creating a safe space for actors and I, I have to, all directors have to, mm-hmm. if you want these actors to give you their heart, you've got to make them feel loved and yeah. supported and taken care of. And that space in that workshop in those three hours, I don't, even myself, I don't, I exposed all of my yeah. baggage and we all just opened up completely to each other. We started off as strangers, 12 strangers. By the end, we were family. And that's the kind of emotionality that's in video games. And I think for people who don't play video games, they don't realize that, but that's there. I've got many stories of heavy sessions where actors are just bare and and, and fetal on the floor. That's actually happened of just, you, we, you can't, you can't do it halfway. You have yeah. to go all the way and you have to be real and you've got to be truthful. So that was a beautiful day. So I will always treasure that. Oh, me too. Me too. Absolutely amazing. Right. On that point, uh, we're going to just take a brief pause, guys, to hear from our wonderful, amazing, incredible Yay. sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg and Sennheiser. Today's episode is powered by the Audient ID14 Mark II. Audient has become a key player within the recording world, boasting a competitive range of studio essentials. Find out more by heading over to audient.com. This podcast is recorded using the Imperative Audio Portable Vocal Booth and is sponsored by studiospares.com the UK's best single-source pro audio supplier, offering up to 20% discount on selected products to the VoiceOver Network members. Black Cat Acoustics. Proud to be the UK distributor for the Studio Bricks VoiceOver booths. Sennheiser supports you in your VoiceOver production with great-sounding microphones and headphones. They are ideal for natural recordings and critical monitoring applications where they ensure that your voiceovers make the difference. And finally, I want to tell you about Hindenburg Narrator, intelligent and intuitive software editing to solve your most common audiobook narration challenges, from uneven levels and noise reduction to ACX and Findaway validation. Download your exclusive Von 60-day trial and $50 discount code at hindenburg.com forward slash voiceover network. Okay, so Andrea Toyas, we are back. Um, We've been talking about vulnerability. We've been talking about opening up your heart, being a voice actor. 
how to make it magical. Um, but yeah, as a director, it's really important as well because we were talking about vulnerability um, from the from the voiceover artist or the voice actor's point of view. But also, you know, it's that thing as a as a director that you you kind of need to be. You need to also have some. Would you say a director needs a bit of vulnerability too? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's so interesting when I was studying the theater directing. You know, we I had the great opportunity to watch other directors direct actors and you could just see some directors and we're all learning. So there's no judgment here, but some directors came in, right. Demanding vulnerability from their talent. But if the talent doesn't feel safe, you're not going to get it. And I would just witness this, this kind of wall up. So I think the only way to make an actor feel safe, like Judith Weston, again, my mentor, she wrote an amazing book for anybody who's interested called directing actors, page one, chapter one, paragraph, line one, first sentence. This one sentence changed my life. The number one job of a director above all else is to make an actor feel safe. When an actor feels mm. safe, they will give you the world. So there's no way I could come into these really heavy, intense cinematics and be like, right, here's what I want, here's what I want you to do, blah, 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 go. No, I have to kind of, Judith really drilled into me that I have to essentially get emotionally naked first. You know, here's me, here's my dark side. Any, all of my game teams know that if they come to a big cinematic session with me, I love them so much. They know that we're going to sit around the table, we're going to take our shoes off, we're going to drink tea, and we're all going to have a group therapy session because it starts with me. I'll say something like, well, this, this scene, this character reminds me of this ugly part of myself, and I'll talk about it. And then I have the writers talk about it. Anybody who's with us has to... Everybody in the room has to get naked, emotionally naked, of course, mm. because otherwise, how can an actor give it all to you if they're feeling judged or, or you know, not supported or not safe? So I feel like in any good session, the director has to create the tone of vulnerability to make it safe for everybody, even the writers. We all have to mm. feel like we're part of a tribe and a, and a kind of collective consciousness in the moment that we're all going to go there and we're all going to be vulnerable together. There's no way you will get epic performances if we're not, if the, if the ground's not leveled and we're not all in that moment, there's no way you can do it because the actor will never give you that unless they feel like they're going to give you their most treasured diamond and they've got to know that you're okay to hold it and take care of it and you're not going to drop it. So for me, that's it, it starts with the, the tone the director sets. Absolutely. Amazing. I love that, the, the you know, the diamond thing. That's mm -hmm. just so beautiful. It is. I mean, when actors give you their heart, I can't even, even in my real life with friends, I mean, we have great conversations and it's deep and all that. But when somebody really opens up their heart, their heartache to you, that's the most valuable diamond in the world. Somebody's giving you their soul. You've got to be prepared to hold that and receive it and understand it and love it and appreciate it. You really do. How often do people ever give each other our true truest heart so to me it really really is the most valuable thing in the world so i really mean that beautiful beautiful and um and in terms of you know from your point of view the challenges what what are the the challenges that you face um being a casting director and, and a voice director in in video games well you know in my world so we do overwatch world of warcraft diablo to name a few the challenge is how do I make how do I get an actor to relate to our crazy? Okay, you're you're in a old castle and demons are attacking you, and it's it's super fantastical and super hard to relate to. So I think what my my biggest challenge is for a director, especially, how do I help my actor connect the scene in a real way? Because just mm. just just kind of saying, okay, there's demons, they're attacking, you're trying to defend yourself, go. Okay, we could all do that. 
but how do we make it real? So I'm always having to come up with little, little hacks and tricks to kind of help the actor connect. You know, one trick that I talk a lot about in my classes is again from Judith is the as if and what if, because it's one thing to say, okay, you're in the castle and the demons are attacking. Okay, fine. Or just to find ways to say, okay, you're at your house at home and somebody's breaking into the front door and you've got to defend your family right? Mm. That kind of visceral, powerful connection will make that performance even stronger. So I think for me as a director, the challenge is to how do I make my fantastical, you know, fantasy games real to the actor? So that's my number one struggle is to always make sure I can communicate and find ways to connect to their heart. And as I said earlier, you know, I think another struggle I face is, is, is well, especially with auditions, but finding actors who can connect and open up to our, our world and give us their heart, you know? So um, it's, it's not always, and especially if you hear all the auditions, you'll hear that actors, I mean, all actors are great, but the kind of depth, depth of performance and honesty that I want is not always super easy to get. Yeah. So in session, I'm trying to find that connection. And in auditions, I'm trying to find connections. So I guess the easy way to answer your question is the biggest challenge and the biggest joy that I have is always chasing connection, you know, always trying to find that yeah. whatever I do, wherever I'm at in the process. Absolutely. And I'm going to jump in and just, you know, say about auditions to people is that, you know, I think it's about doing that work and it, you know, mm -hmm. it's not about spending, you know, hours and hours, but just doing that extra, extra work, mm -hmm. putting the time in to, to create the backstory, to create yes. the, you know, the world around you to, to play, to have fun mm -hmm. and, and to be real because those, those are the ones that you will book. If you, if you just kind of, you're just kind of getting through it and just saying the word, and you're kind of are an orc, you know, you know, but when you really, yeah, and I love that about using what's happening to you. And mm -hmm. it's, it's also about making choices. Yes. It's interesting. I've been teaching a lot this year, um, lockdown. Anyway, it's been great. And I've really gotten to the point now in my workshops, which when I'm in London, I'm sure we'll do this, but I yes. would tell you as a quick hack for actors that are listening now, for every audition line, I would write an as if, you know, okay, I'm going to say this line, and I had somebody in my class last week say, she it was a beautiful performance, and she said, well, my sister recently got divorced, and she's been very emotional and sobbing, so I did this line as if I was giving hope, love, and support to my little sister. I mean, that even saying it now gives me chills, right? So I would say as an actor, if, you've, if, you've, if you do nothing else, look at your audition lines and write down, okay, A, who am I talking to? You know, who's my, who am I actually talking to? Um, either in the game or in real life, and, and how am I going to say it? I would, I would challenge actors to write an as-if for every single line. I'm going to say this as if, you know, I'm saying goodbye to a loved one for the last time, or as mm -hmm. if I'm, you know, my, my best friend is crying and I'm trying to give her support, whatever it is. It doesn't always have to be emo and goth like that, but yeah. there should always be an as if so that, so that you can take that audition line and make it real to you. You're not just saying words, do whatever you can to drop anchor into the character and make it real to you. So I would, if I was an actor for every single audition line, I would do an as if, an as if. Nice. So nice. Oh, amazing. Amazing. I love that. Yay. That's just gold yes. dust, guys. Yes. Absolute <laughs> gold. Gold. Wonderful. Wonderful. And and tell us, Andrea, who or what inspires you? You know, this I'm just talking off the fly right here because that's a big question. Um, a big question. Music so is my life. And I think yes. that when I listen to music, all of us know this, we're all creatives and and a song just gets you in those heartstrings. Like, I mean, mm. there's a funny meme that I saw recently that said, 
that time when you start the song over and over because the first time you played it, you weren't sad enough, right? I'm going to rewind it. I'm not sad enough. Rewind, I'm not sad enough. But music affects me in such a visceral, palpable, palpable way that I think that, that 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 emotion that I get when I listen to my favorite songs, I think that's that kind of hit, if you will, that I'm chasing. Um, for when I do when I do when I do when I direct actors, I'm chasing that hit of, you know, when something just hits you in that perfect spot, whether it's music, performance, anything, you just you kind of go like that. And that's what I'm again chasing the chills, I guess. So music is a big thing because that's what keeps me connected to my own heartstrings. Um, but you know, I mean this might sound silly, but it's just it's all the great performances that are around us and video games and movies and everywhere. It's just what inspires me and what I love more than nothing else is when people are being real and you can feel it and you know it. And I think it's weird. I think during COVID in some ways it's made us harder because we're all dealing with trauma. Right. So I think sometimes it's harder for us to get to these more vulnerable states, but in a weird way I've had moments where it's almost easier because I think we're all kind of barely hanging on. So I've had moments where it's it's I've had to work harder to get my act to where I want, but more times than not, we're all so raw right now that um, mm. it's been amazing to have actors just open up because we're all hungry for human connection under lockdown. Yeah. So I hope I answered your question. There's lots of things that inspire me. So um, oh, music, no, humans, humans inspire me. The human story, the human struggle. This sounds so pretentious. Humanity, oh. this this journey, the struggle that we're all on together inspires me. So um. That's what I'm trying to bring into the games. So, you've shed loads. It's been incredible, and I know that that you're an amazing casting director, an amazing uh, director, uh, an incredible t- teacher, and inspiring speaker, but also an awesome friend. So, thank you. Ah, oh, love. Well, <laughs> I will say thank you to all of that. As much as you know, I could argue all that. I think. I, I can only do great things when I work with great talent, right? I mean, I yeah. I can all the greatness that you assigned to me or whatever you just said. It's it's only possible when an actor comes into the booth and, and our heartstrings connect, you know. So it takes it truly does take a village to bring these great things out. I think it's it's like the I call it the holy trinity, right? In all my sessions, it's the actor, the director, and the writer. The three of us come together. So only when that holy trinity of creativity kicks in, that's when the magic happens. And I don't think it's entirely one person. It takes all of us. So and I sincerely mean that. It's it's all of us being it's all of us being hyper present in the moment and that's the the best drug of all so yes amazing 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 thank you so so much for for being a guest on the voiceover hour podcast and um yes it's yeah it's just been it's been an honor and i know that everybody listening will have got a a huge amount from (laughs) from that podcast so thank you so much i hope so oh i love you i love the voice actors network i really support all the great work you've been doing so if ever i can help or be involved or do anything in any way big or small i'm always here for you i adore you rachel and i'm just so grateful to get to share and collaborate with with people and have fun and kind of dive into our dark sides together that's what it's all about so and bright sides. We're not all yes. goth. We're, we're always yes. happy too. So. <laughs> that sounds great, my love. Anytime. I'm always here. Thank you. Thank you. And um, yes, I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to the VoiceOver Hour podcast season two, brought to you by the VoiceOver Network with special sponsors, Audient, Studio Spares, Black Cat Music Studio Bricks, Hindenburg, and Sennheiser. My name's Rachel Naylor. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you check out our next episode, bringing you more behind-the-scenes stories in the voiceover industry.